The Rudy Giuliani Show. Welcome to the Rudy Giuliani Show. Mayor Giuliani is off today. I am Dr. Maria, and I will be hosting for him. You may know me from Sundays. I do co-host a show with the mayor called Uncovering the Truth, and I hope we share... The audience, I hope when you listen to the mayor during the week that you also give me a chance on the weekend. Well, I have to start out this show with the Twitter files. Rudy Giuliani has been trending on Twitter. Why? Because we always suspected that the DNC was in collusion with big tech, big social media, but we didn't have proof until Elon Musk came along and on Friday, released the Twitter files and much more to come. Now, he did release them and have a, I guess you'd call him a journalist, a guy named Matt Tahibi, and I hope I'm not saying his name wrong. He gave them to him to sort through, see if there's themes in it, to kind of make sense out of those files. I know when I looked up Matt Tahibi, he's described as left wing. I hate it when people get these descriptors put on them. I don't know. I, I assume he's a very honest journalist and that's why he was picked by Elon Musk. But now that he is picked and he's releasing some of these, of course, people are going after him. Listen to this cut 14. I think uh, those people should be looking in the mirror and wondering why they were deceptive, uh, why did they deceive the American public? And and instead of trying to redirect blame to Matt Tahibi, they seem to be accepting some responsibility themselves for not being truthful to the American public. Amen. That was Elon Musk saying, you know, why are you, re- why are you attacking this reporter? He's simply telling what's in these files. And this is the first time I believe we have absolute written proof that people did collude. People who are these people? We have uh, an FBI member with the last name Chan, Elvis Chan, who worked with Twitter on suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop. We had people from the Biden administration before. Remember, he was a vice. Uh, he was a presidential candidate in the fall of 2020. But his campaign people would write to news agencies and say, do not have Rudy Giuliani on. Did you know that? Yeah, they would write and say, you can't have this man on. Uh, you can't, you know, he's not been fact-checked. And some people, listen, most did not, thankfully. But this is the start of the censorship. All peoples, regardless of party, should be very upset on knowing that this is a factual thing, that people are playing with your information. In the email blast, a politician, Ro Kahana, a congressman, Democrat from California, did say he was very uncomfortable when he learned that um, Twitter was suppressing the New York Post story. Ro Kahana did write and say, this is not right. We can't do that. And I'll tell you how far they go. And it, it, let's talk about the host of this show, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani, the minute he started working for President Trump as an attorney, it was in 2018, something like April of 2018, unbeknownst to him, the day it was announced, he is now the lawyer for President Trump, the FBI secretly was monitoring his iCloud account. You're supposed to have probable cause, right? 
you're supposed to have subpoenas to do these things to American citizens, especially lawyers who have confidential information from clients. You know, President Trump wasn't his only client, but they were just sitting there waiting, hoping for a crime. So Miranda Devine from the New York Post believes that because of this illegal monitoring, the FBI had a heads up that um, the Hunter laptop is now being exposed Let's let's jump back a little bit to Mac Isaac. He was the repairman in Delaware who Hunter Biden brought in the laptop. According to the documents, after I believe it's 90 days, if you don't pick up your property, it is the property of the owner of the store. Well, while he was fixing it, he noticed some things that didn't look right. Some pictures, maybe some contracts with foreign countries. So he actually gave it to the FBI. So he did the right thing. He was concerned. He gave it to the FBI. He felt threatened by the FBI. And after about a year, he's like, I haven't heard anything. This is really strange. I'm pretty sure there's illegal activity on this laptop. Who do I go to? Who's the one man who's not afraid of standing up for the general public, for our country, Rudy Giuliani. So he sought out Mayor Giuliani's legal team, which is headed by um, Mr. Bob Costello, a fine, fine gentleman, and got in touch with Rudy. Rudy went through it, verified it, thought to himself, oh my goodness, I am seeing potential crimes here too. Maybe money laundering, definitely selling of then Vice President Joe Biden's office, what do I do it? The FBI already has it, hasn't done anything with it. Um, talked to some people, which I believe was Bill Barr and some others, and uh, didn't go really anywhere. So they decided the public needs to know we need to bring it out to the media. What media organization is going to bring this out? Most are owned by the DNC. And what what are we going to do? So he met with a couple of different newspapers. One of the bravest one was the New York Post. He met with Miranda Devine. Miranda Devine took it back to her team. They verified it. It took a week or more, maybe a couple weeks. They had legal teams. Everybody's looking at it. They verified it, and they had the guts to post it. And that's when Twitter came in, suppressed it. And even Google, people talk about Google is really uh, an arm of the DNC. If you really try to look up Hunter Biden's name, you're not going to see most bad articles about him. I do not use Google. I use DuckDuckGo as my search agent. And uh, so it's just this story of vindication, one for Rudy Giuliani, but a story of concern for us as American citizens. When we know... Our government agencies, whether it's the White House, the FBI, is working to keep information from the American public. It's very scary. Everybody should be scared, not just because, you know, one party is doing it to another. I don't care what party you belong to. Be like Ro Khanna. He's a Democrat and he's disturbed. And he said he was disturbed. He not just thought it. He actually sent something to Twitter. And we know it's happening in other places, and it continues to happen. Me, as a provider, I could not believe how many physicians, nurse practitioners were censored, shunned, 
over treatment of COVID-19. There was treatments that were suppressed. There was information suppressed. Even now, the CDC is aware that the efficacy of the mRNA technology, and you'll see, I have a hard time calling it a vaccine. It does not meet the definition of a vaccine, that it's not effective at all. It wears out within a couple months. So you're equal. If uh, I get a vaccine and the person next to me doesn't, at two months, we're basically the same. So, and never mind the side effects. We're supposed to, as providers, give what's called informed consent. Everybody should know the risks and benefits of any therapy that we give them. And people do not get informed consent when they go and get this vaccine. And I am hoping that healthcare workers, this mandate stops. They really have the hospitals over a barrel because this is what they do. They say, if you take Medicaid or Medicare dollars, all your staff have to be vaccinated. Well, what hospital doesn't take Medicaid and Medicare dollars? And, you know, we lost so many good professionals. Military, right? They can't find enough people to join the military. So there's a GOP-led group that's trying to stop at least the mandate for military. So hopefully the health care mandate will stop after that. Well, I have a very special guest coming up. He's a former NYPD detective, and he has a lot to say about racism and perceived racism. Racism. So make sure you're staying with us because he's going to be coming up soon. And give me a call at 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. So back on this Hunter laptop suppression, um, this is really making the rounds, right? Everybody's talking about it at every water cooler, except guess who's not talking about it? NBC, ABC, CBS. I think MSNBC gave it one minute, CNN and others. So why are they trying to suppress this story? This affects every American. And like Elon Musk said, if you looked at the timing of this, this is pre-November 3rd, 2020, pre a very important presidential election. And if the American public knew that their next president has corruption, was dealing and selling his office and other things in that laptop, I don't think a sensible American would have voted for him, or at least not the amount of votes that he got. But even Joe Rogan, a very popular podcast, has a lot to say. Listen to this cut, cut 15. The collusion between the media and the government is pretty apparent, especially left-wing media and left-wing government. It's pretty apparent that there's there's some narratives that get shared back and forth, and they, they have talking points, and they don't talk about things they're not supposed to, like the Hunter Biden laptop story or anything. something that's actual news. Just Cra- gets com- crazy. Po- c- crazy. Crazy. Crazy story. Because if that was the Donald Trump Jr. laptop, oh, holy oh, f- yeah. would that lead every night? I really believe there's something called the Trump derangement syndrome. I don't know who coined that phrase, but I want to give him a medal because as I tried to take a seat 
sit back and look at the way some people describe his when he was president, his administration, or anything about Donald Trump and the way they react. It's almost crazy. Listen to this next cut uh, as well with Joe Rogan, cut 16. I mean, this whole Russia collusion story has turned out to be completely nonsense. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. That was three and a half years the American public was getting beat down with the Russia collusion thing. And it wasn't real. And it was was created. It was created by the Democratic Party. Maybe that's not the exact thing, but it was created by by people that were insiders in the Democratic Party. Wow. And no one's being held accountable. No one's going to jail for it. No. But they were trying to literally impeach Trump for some that they made up. But it's, look, Trump's not a perfect guy. This is not a pro-Trump speech. I think it's safe to say Trump is not a perfect perfect guy. guy. (laughs) But this, this, this thing that he kept saying about the deep state, it's real. Yeah. It's 100% real. They, the, the, the swamp is real. The swamp is definitely real real monsters and they were really trying to get rid of them by lying like they were not spending their time trying to make the government work efficiently and make the country a better place for everyone and prop up the middle class no they were trying to regain power and they got it with a dead man wow more to come right after this break america's mayor rudy giuliani Welcome back to the Rudy Giuliani Show. I'm Dr. Maria covering for the mayor today. Well, right before break, we listened to Joe Rogan talk about the Russian collusion. This is another huge story that tends to get buried. Finally, it came out that the Hillary Clinton campaign paid for a fake dossier to try to frame President Trump with Russian collusion. Even the FBI, which people don't trust a lot anymore, some of them almost immediately said it was a fake dossier. But people like Adam Schiff and others continued to lie to the American public and took this country through an impeachment. Never mind the whole Mueller investigation, which was a sham. $45 million of our taxpayers. This is why I personally was hoping during the midterm, we would not forget what these politicians have done. Not only to us personally in our pocketbook, as far as voting on bills that we knew were going to increase inflation, but just ethically and morally, it was our time to stand up at the poll. So I am shocked the way the midterms went. It should have been a red wave. I don't know if it's that people are fooled because of the newspapers they read or fooled because of the news they watch. I don't know. I hate to get on the case of my fellow brethren, but we got to really look at who we're voting for as far as Mayors, governors, presidents, DAs, you look at New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, with some of the most radically liberal DAs in crime is out of control. St. Louis, Missouri, another weekend where five people shot, three killed. And that's becoming a weekly weekend event, as in Chicago, as in Los Angeles, as in New York. And what do they all have in common? Soros-backed DAs 
very liberal mayors. I don't know how you can look people in the face. I think about Lightfoot. That woman is cray-cray, right? What a wackadoodle. She has no self-reflection. It's somebody else's fault, not her fault. I just can't get over that. But you know how the uh, Democrat Party during the midterms kept saying, you you got to vote for democracy. you got to vote for democracy. I want to tell them something. We're not a democracy. And I want to give you a little definition you may be able to understand. In a democracy, the majority rules. And that's what they want, right? Biden wants you to think the way they tell you to think. Do what I tell you to do. If the majority decided they wanted your bike, they could take it. In a republic, your bike is your property, and you don't have to give it to anyone. It cannot be taken against your will by law, by constitutional law. America is a constitutional republic. Therefore, the Constitution is the law by which we are supposed to be protected. In a republic, the individual is protected from the majority. By constitutional law, a constitutional republic is what we were given, and it's up to us to keep it up to me and you. We need each other. Let's put our country above our party. Please stay with me for our very special guest, Angel Masonette, when we return. Giuliani. Former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Welcome back to the Rudy Giuliani Show. I am Dr. Maria covering for the mayor today. Well, I have a very special guest, a retired New York City detective, Angel Masonette. How are you, Angel? Great. How you doing? Well, I'm so appreciative you could come on today. I've been listening to your podcast, and you have a lot of really interesting things to say. Our president, President Biden, said that America, and especially the police force, is systemically racist. I was wondering what your opinion about that is. Well, uh, the first thing I'd like to say is that's obviously not true. Right. Uh, the second, the second thing <laughs> I'd like to say is that um, there are over eight thousand black homicides a year in this country. Uh, police account for point zero. Police account for point zero two percent of those homicides, and the vast majority of those homicides are justified, meaning the police are defending themselves or defending other people from imminent death or danger. Mm. So. Um, to say that the police are systemically racist is an out-and-out lie, um, just like he says that white supremacy is the largest threat to America, which is also a lie. Yes, uh, and I don't understand why this is happening. I, too, looked at the statistics with what what we might label police brutality or police homicides, and I don't see it. I don't see the racism, and I challenge myself, am I Am I blind? Does it happen? Sure. 
Are there good and bad in all people? Yes. But is it systemic? No way. And I was wondering what that does to the morale of law enforcement. Well, um, uh, one of my mantras is that no one hates a bad cop more than a good cop. And the reason I say that, right, the reason I say that is because one bad cop will make the entire profession look bad, right? Yes. Um, there's, There's no other profession out there that is scrutinized or marginalized like police are. Um, if a doctor kills someone uh, during a botched surgery, you know, every doctor isn't on, uh, you know, demonized by the press and by the president of the United States saying that doctors as a whole have to do better. I mean, you have 850,000 sworn law enforcement officers in this country, which, by the way, those numbers are dwindling because uh, of this, you know, hatred for police and this vitriol. Yeah. Um, you know, if you take 2% of, that, of those 850,000 and say they're bad, while it's a lot of it's a large number on the grand scope of things, it's a small percentage. So, you know, there are bad people in every walk of life. Yeah. And every time I pull out, pass a police man or woman, especially here in New York, I, I make sure I say hello and thank them for what they do, because I just feel like they didn't get the support they needed, especially since the summer of 2020. It was like every police person had a target on their back. How can we, or meaning me, or a regular citizen, change the perception? How can we help, basically? What can be done to increase the morale of our law enforcement, to get people excited about going into the profession? Is there anything we can do? Or is it the people in power need to make the effort? I think it's both. I think people need to stay away from the clickbait, right? I think that's asking a lot but um, in this day and age. But I think people need to stay away from the clickbait. By that, I mean the minute there's a headline put out there uh, demonizing the police with no context. I think people need to do their research. I think they need to be smart. I think they need to understand that when police respond to calls for service or calls for help, they don't stop to ask the dispatcher, the person's sexual orientation, race, religion, uh, 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 creed, or anything of that nature, right? Police respond to calls for help without prejudice. And Amen. people need to understand that. So when, when they go out and they see their police officers as corny as it may sound to some folks, say thank you. You know, say that you appreciate the police. Listen, the police are leaving in droves, right, through attrition because of unlawful vaccine mandates. Uh, There's a war on police pushed by uh, leftist politicians. Uh, We have to support our our men and women in law enforcement, and we have to make sure that people want to continue to take the job. Yeah, because I don't know what what will we do. It'll become a vigilante like a place like New York City will become like Gotham. <laughs> we'll need yeah, Batman. Yeah, and it's on its way. Yeah, it's yeah. on its way. <laughs> How do people get your podcast, Angel? So um, uh, the name of my podcast is the Nothing Further Podcast. It's on uh, all sorts of, uh, uh, you know, it's on Amazon, Apple. Um, it's on Spotify, anywhere where you can get podcasts. I'm also on Police Off the Cuff on uh, Mondays on YouTube Live. Uh, at 6 p.m. with Mark DeMeo. Uh, I do a, a bit of a question and answer session with the audience. So, um, yeah, that's how you can get it. And you can follow uh, Police Off the Cuff and Nothing Further podcast on Instagram. Excellent. I'm, I can't wait to see your YouTube live. Thank you very much for joining us, Angel. I really appreciate your perspective. And thank you, thank you for, for your years me. in law enforcement. Thank you.
Thank you so much. It was my honor to serve. Thank you. Well, we're going to go to the calls. All these people want to talk today. Let's go to Bob. Hi. Good. Hello, Bob. Okay. How about Tony? Hi. How are you, Dr. Maria? Good, Tony. How are you doing? Good, thank you. I I was looking, listening to some statistics today about how high the COVID is now among the young people. I'm sure you've you've read it as well. A lot of cases, and it just it just attributes to all this misinformation we've been given. You know. Um, Yeah, COVID is going to continue to plague us. It is a virus. Um, albeit it started by gain of function in a lab in China, but it is a virus and has those viral characteristics. And we in healthcare think it's going to become endemic because we are past the pandemic stage and we believe it will become endemic, which means Every flu season, it'll come around again. It continues to mutate, and it's very different now than when it started, but there are a lot of cases. What I want people to do about whether they're making a decision to get the vaccine or not is really talk to their provider and try to get informed consent. Ask about the VAERS data, V-A-E-R-S, is, is volunteer. So we've always said in healthcare that our, our CDC, it's a voluntary reporting system. It's voluntary adverse effect reporting system. So it's under reporting. You know, people might think, Oh yeah, I had this little side effects to a medication. I might not call in or I had this little side effect. So I might not report it. We are mandatory reporters as providers. If there's a death. But that's like one of the only things where you mandatorily have to provide. But there's been a minimum of 16,000 deaths with this vaccine. Again, I have a hard time calling it a vaccine because it doesn't act like a vaccine. I call it more of a therapy. And so that's pretty severe, 16,000 deaths. President Ford during the swine flu of, I think it was 1975, there was five deaths stopped that vaccine. And there was a lot of side effects with what's called Guillain-Barre syndrome. It's an ascending, ascending paralytic issue. So you start in your, your legs and go up and become paralyzed. Hopefully you can get over it. We do have treatments for it. But um, that's a lot of deaths, over 16,000. That's a minimum. But there's been so many neurological side effects, strokes, paralysis. Some have been temporary. Some are life-altering. But probably what's got the biggest media attention is the myocarditis in young men. It just seems to hit men 30 and under. A lot of people in their teenage years get acute myocarditis. And if they survive it, they can have uh, lifelong heart issues. But then there's been the sudden deaths that we've seen. Oh, a tennis player just dropped dead or some kid on a football field for his high school dropped dead. And those were all vaccine related. When we do anything with our patients, whether it's give a new medication, a vaccine, we have to talk about risks and benefits. So children... We know we have enough history now with COVID to know 
that they will not die from this. Have children died? Yes. But statistically, with as many kids who've gotten COVID, it's near 0% mortality rate with kids. So you have to look at, geez, okay, my kid's going to get through this okay. They're going to be uncomfortable for a week, and then they're going to be okay, versus I don't know about this shot. I don't know. We have no idea about long-term effects. There's a new oncologist out who's saying he's seeing new different cancers. The problem is here in the United States, for whatever reason, we're not really doing what I call scientific assemblies. We're not really outwardly talking and looking at a lot of these concerns. Most of our research is coming from other countries. And a lot of people want to be very cynical and said it's because people get kickbacks from big pharma, you know, Fauci, I hate to say the name, but Fauci has even gotten some kickbacks, uh, very well documented. I don't know about during COVID, but we know up to 2014, he and other people in his department in with the NIH have received lots of what I call kickbacks. So long story, but we, we, RSV and COVID and Influenza are very high this season. Usually we see the big, big spikes with the influenza, you know, December, January, February, but we started early this year. I think I'm a big believer in your immune system and you've got to be exposed to things like kids who go out and play in the dirt and get exposed to things. They have very healthy immune systems because your body knows how to fight things. And so I think some of the lockdowns and being pushed away, you know, from playing with other kids during all the COVID, their immune systems are a little weak. But that's my theory. A long, long story there. Oh, look at all these people. How about, uh, I think Bob is back, or did we try him and couldn't get him? Yes, I'm back. Thanks Hi. very much. I'm sorry, I lost, lost the uh, call there. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm a great admirer of uh, Rudy Giuliani, and uh, and you especially uh, joining him on the show has been terrific. And um, thank you. From my own personal experience uh, with COVID, I was an early, uh, unfortunately, an early, I succumbed early to the disease. But uh, my classmate in medical school was uh, from Ch- is Chinese, and he was reading up in the literature. And thanks to uh, my taking hydroxychloroquine Z pack, it reversed symptoms of. Rapidly and uh, saved my life. So I'm one of many in the medical field who feel very deceived by what has happened during this COVID era. I know. uh, And you think the United States, right, should be leading the way in cutting edge research, talking about these issues in the open. I'm shocked. And I'm part of the healthcare field. And I'm shocked the way that people have been treated when I look at some of these doctors who have high respect for, you know, Dr. Atlas, Dr. Zelenko, who has since passed away from, from heart disease, but the way they were treated and everything they said is bearing true. Kind of like the Hunter laptop with Rudy Giuliani talking about that. He was called or every name under the book. They try to discredit him and he gets vindicated every other day. But did you have a question, Bob? Uh, well, it, my point uh, that I wanted to make was that whenever you add politics to whether it's science, medicine, uh, or the news, you end up with politics coming out of the other end because it, it's it's like a poison. It's really 
discredited uh, the medical field when you add the politics to um, to medicine. My point is that I want to make is that this uh, Twitter uh, information that's coming out shows that the public was totally deceived by the media, by the um, news media, the government, and the intelligence uh, resources of this country, given false information a few, 10 days before an election, isn't there some way to nullify, uh, nullification of the election, uh, so that this can be reviewed by the public, maybe have a plebiscite to see if, if uh, uh, whether a new election can be done, should be done. I, I don't think so, and I've actually talked with Mayor Giuliani about this very subject. The more information comes out, and he said once it's certified, it's certified. That's why Pennsylvania and four other states, when they originally certified their states, and then Rudy, you know, Standing up for a lot of, he challenged challenged it, went to those state legislators because they weren't, they didn't even know that under the constitution, they have the sole responsibility for the elections. So once they saw the evidence, they wrote vice president Pence a note saying, we certified an error. Basically, give us 10 days. Please send it back. Let us look into this a little further. And President, uh, Vice President Pence didn't think he had the authority where a lot of scholars believe he did. But I, um, I've asked this to Rudy and he believes that once it's certified there, you know, we just have to live with it and hopefully we improve voter integrity. But we got to take a break and stay with us for Rudy's final word. The mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. The mayor's final thoughts are sponsored by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T, the number 2, T.org. That's the letter T, the number 2, the letter T.org. So the mayor isn't here, obviously, but I want to talk about his heroism. A lot of people know a lot of things about Rudy Giuliani. He's one of the most world-famous, most recognized persons I've ever met. And everybody knows his history working for Ronald Reagan in the Justice Department, how he had an incredible prosecutor record, if if that's a saying, in the Southern District of New York, And, of course, everybody remembers how he took care of New York. The crime was rampant. The place was filthy. And he lowered crime more than any other mayor in our history. And we all stood on his shoulders after 9-11. I remember it from New Hampshire. We waited every day for him to come out and tell us what was going on. And he helped put all the pieces back together. But I'm sure if he was sitting here... He would say he was never so shocked to the vitriol that happened when he was trying to stand up for America. When he knew that the Russian collusion was all a hoax and he tried to stand up, he wasn't afraid to go on CNN. Other people wouldn't do it. Other people said, no, I don't want to get beat up like that. Once you show your face, they're going to go after you. He did it anyway because he thought the American people deserved to know that. Then after the Russian collusion was the Hunter laptop. He actually has a lot of empathy for Hunter and the fact that he was such a bad addict. What he doesn't ever have sympathy for is corruption. 
And when he saw the contents of that laptop, he said, my fellow Americans need to know this. He knew. He told his lawyer, Bob Costello, they're going to try to crucify me over this. They are just going to try to bury me. But he did it anyway. That takes a lot. I've seen it during COVID. Doctors, nurses standing up for what is right. And effectively, most of them have been silenced, right? I want to keep my job. I want my family to like me. Even when it comes to politics, I want to stand up. I, I may not even be a Republican, but I want to stand up for what they did to Donald Trump. You get ostracized. This man, Rudy Giuliani, is a hero because, you know what? He put his country above himself, above his ability to make a living. He ended up with both his law license in New York and D.C. suspended for political persecution. And do you think he backed down? No way. No way. He'll continue every day. He has a show here Monday through Friday. He has a weekend show with me, Uncovering the Truth. And he's now doing a nightly live streaming that immediately got over 100,000 views where he talks about whatever things going on in everyday life. Sometimes he likes to educate. He'll educate on communism. And he also puts out podcasts. He did a really fascinating podcast last week on the protests both in China and Iran. And I encourage you to go look at it at RudyGiulianiCS.com. Please don't underestimate what these people try to do with him. Not only the massive onslaught of fake news, they would distort pictures. They would lie about him. They would target him, and he kept standing, and he kept going, not for himself, but for you and for me and for our country, because America is worth saving. Let's take some time to educate our neighbors about the censorship, about the degradation of our laws, and let's uphold what that Constitution says I have a really good friend named Barbara from Harlem who went around putting out the Constitution, giving out free Constitution. She's a true patriot. Rudy Giuliani, you're a patriot. Have a great week, everybody. Rudy Giuliani. Former Mayor Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.